Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. Um, And as a fan, what I see is a dynamic player uh, with a lot of potential, a lot of ability, a lot of heart and a strong work ethic. So we're looking for a general manager and a head coach who will develop not just the quarterback position, um, but the talent around him and establishing a strong defense to help the quarterback uh, to bring the Bears to success. Good evening. Mark Grody with you on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, that was the voice of the chairman, George McCaskey of the Chicago Bears. Thanks for joining us tonight on the score. Coming up in a little bit, we are going to have Reuben Brown on, the former Bears offensive lineman, pro bowler, all pro. Wasn't he an all pro at one point in time? Reuben Brown, though, was on with Parkinson Spiegel earlier, and I've been told that it is great. So we are going to listen back to that in just a little bit. I'm here with you until 9 o'clock tonight, and I will be back on tomorrow morning as well. I'll be on from 9 to noon with Gabe Ramirez, my guy from B96. He and I are going to do a show. We'll be filling in for Bernstein and Rahimi on the score tomorrow. Let's keep talking about the Chicago Bears because they have a general manager vacancy. They have a job opening at head coach, and that is the two biggest news items no matter what in Chicago sports. Let's talk about it more with my guy Aaron Lemming of CBS Sports' Bear Report, Windy City Gridiron. You can find Aaron Lemming on Twitter at Aaron Lemming with one M NFL at Aaron Lemming NFL on Twitter. What's going on, Aaron? How are you, man? What is going on, Mark? Man, I, I have to say though, I, I do like when Adam brings me in with this Mortal Kombat intro a lot more than I like having to relive listening to George Bukowski talk again. My <laughs> God, every single time, every single time I start hearing clips from that man, I start shaking my head again. It's just, oh man, that was that was bad. Yeah, you know, the biggest problem with it, and I know that George McCaskey becomes an easy target and understandably and justifiably and all that. The biggest problem to me, Aaron, is that there just wasn't any kind of new content. It 
that like I don't care about the way they present themselves, how they look, how they sound, uh, tone of all that stuff, whatever, whatever. It's just that they didn't change the way they do business. They did not offer that cookie to fans. They told you, trust us. What we we know what we're doing. We're going to get this done with relatively the same people and same concept of hiring. So I think that was the part that bugged me. The rest of it, you know, whatever. But I, I don't know. I, do you agree with that? And how and how did you see it? Like, where did you first start to stumble as a media person and or Bears fan? Well, I mean, it kind of right out of the gate. I mean, it, it's just. You know, and I thought it was awesome that he mentioned, you know, Jeff and Parker Dickerson, right? But yeah. then to to transition directly into Matt Nagy's son's football game and the chant that was going on there, albeit I did not agree with it. I said something at the time. I, I, I thought it was in bad taste. But that's just not the that's just not the kind of segue that you use. I mean, just right out of the gate, it was just it was like, okay, this. <laughs> this is just not going to go well, but it's just one of those things. Like you pointed out, you know, it's like, Hey, you just got to trust them. But Hey, by the way, I'm a fan. And my mom says I'm doing my job good enough to keep my job. So it's just, I don't know. Like you said, I don't care how they look. I don't care how they present themselves. I don't care how they sound either, but it's just, it almost kind of felt like a very similar press conference to last year in terms of, you know, obviously there were changes, right? But it, it would, at least to me, it, it would have made more sense to have brought Bill Pullian in on this press conference for him to sit down and, and really lay out what they're going to be doing, what they're looking at, um, you know, what the overall idea is behind it. I could have personally gone, and I'm sure a lot of fans are probably the same, I could have personally gone without hearing a word from Ted Phillips. And not that I really have anything against him or think he's the boogeyman of the Bears like a lot of people do. But it just didn't really seem, outside of the stadium questions maybe, it just didn't really seem like there was a place for him at that press conference because at least, and maybe I got a different thing than you did, but it sounds like he's going to be in on the interview process simply to negotiate the contract with whoever the general manager and head coach are. Yeah, and which I, that's fine. That's fine with me, right? If that's if that's his job, being another you know another set of ears in the room, and then negotiate the contract, I think that would be fine. And I would say that I love your idea to have Bill Polian address the media and answer questions. But my guess, Aaron, is that Bill Polian's price would go up exponentially <laughs> if that became a part of it. That would just be my guess. Yeah, and probably, right? you know, and, and kind of like you pointed out in the beginning, though, I mean, I don't know that there's really anything George could have said or done that would have made this any easier on himself. I mean, the, the reality of it is, is, you know, the Bears have had one winning season in their last, you know, in, in the last seven seasons under Ryan Pace. And I think at least out of the gate, obviously, two well, more than two guys, but, you know, two main guys lost their jobs here. And I, I obviously that's something to keep in mind. I, I think they'll both land on their feet in other jobs, but, I think for the Bears organization, for Bears fans, the change was needed. Honestly, I think everybody knew that Matt Nagy was gone. I think the bigger question was Ryan Pace, and I don't know how closely you were following it that morning. But it was like the, the Matt Nagy stuff comes out, and there was that, what, probably 15, 20-minute lull, and you have Adam Schefter going on Get Up on ESPN and saying, yeah, it sounds like Ryan Pace is safe. And then you have Peter Schrager that was on, uh, I think it was Good Morning, uh, Good Morning Football, 
And he says basically something similar. So everybody starts melting down. And then two minutes later, all of a sudden Ryan Pace has gone too. it was just a, it was a quite the roller coaster of a day in terms oh, of emotions. Yeah. But then, you know, everything started kind of, kind of coming out in terms of the names that they're interviewing, especially at GM. And I think at least on the surface, we've got to see how this goes because there's going to be a lot of names presented. The bears still have to make the right decisions, which we know they have in the past, but at least on the surface with, with a lot of these general manager candidates, I mean, there's some really good names there. I want to hear that because I was talking earlier about how I am having a difficult time discerning amongst the GM candidates because of one reason. Like they all, like I've read up on all of them, the surface reading that we can all do, and it all sounds really good. The problem is, is their title, the word assistant precedes whatever they are assistant and that typically means that we don't know how much they actually had to do with helping a damn thing to whoever the <laughs> larger titled person is so that's why i can't decipher maybe you can add some insight or, or help me out well you know i i think we're, we're i think we're all in similar positions right i mean it's just one of those things where general manager candidates especially you can only go by so much. I mean, you can only go by what you read, which, like you said, is service reading. And then outside of that, you know, talking to you know people if you have the contacts to do so. And that's really about it. I mean, really what I think it comes down to is I think you kind of have to look at who's been, at least for me, I like to look at who's been in different organizations, right? Who's been, you know, who has been that guy that a new GM comes along and they're like, yeah, we want that guy. Who's the guy that's actually been getting interviews over the last few years. And even if they haven't landed the job, I mean, that, that's the, that's the problem, right? Is that general managers, usually there's what, maybe two, three, maybe four a year that actually come open. Right. It's not nearly as churned out as, you know, head coach. So there's a much bigger pool and there's not as many jobs. So it's not as easy versus like a head coach where you can look at it and you can say, well, he clearly doesn't interview well. It's just a situation where, I mean, the Bears have brought in 11 guys so far. I mean, last year, I was looking at this too, it's crazy. Last year, the Carolina Panthers brought in 17 different names. So oh it's one of those things that's, yeah, 17 different names for one job. So, and that there was, what, seven or eight openings last year. So, I think that that's kind of where you have to go, right? And you kind of have to just trust, you know, if, again, if you know people who have more insight, you have to kind of trust those people. I've talked to a few people. I'm not going to pretend to be crazy connected because I'm not, but I've talked to enough people that I trust, um, you know, to have a little bit more insight. Here's what I will say. I, I do think they have a, a very good candidate list overall. I mean, if you just kind of go through some of these names, like you pointed out, the majority of them have never been GMs. But you do have a guy in Rick Smith who came from the Houston Texans, had a really good track record overall. I mean, he took that, that franchise that was basically just coming up and led them to, you know, multiple playoff uh, seasons. I think he did a really good job. I mean, really the only question with him, uh, you know, in his time with Houston was just the fact that his drafting outside of the first round was definitely a little questionable. Um, you know, I know a lot of people kind of wondered why he ended up leaving Houston. Did he get fired? Really what it came down to is his wife ended up getting cancer. He took a year or two off came back bill o'brien was still there that whole power struggle happened with him and jack easterby and a bunch of other people and he ended up getting pushed out the door so i mean he's still somebody if he is actually interested in the day-to-day -day grind of being a general manager i think he's somebody that makes a lot of sense jeff ireland's another name who's always been widely regarded as a, a very good eye in terms of being a talent scout, especially in the college department 
He's another guy that was a general manager with Miami at one point. Uh, that did not go very well. He comes from the Bill Parcells tree. But you start looking at some of these other names, and I think, at least on the surface, again, we, we don't really know how any of these guys are going to work out. At least for me on the surface, I'm kind of looking and I'm looking, okay, you know, who are some of the more successful organizations? Or are they pulling names from that? Cleveland is a team that, yeah, you know, obviously had a little bit of a down year this year, missed the playoffs, but they got a lot of good talent evaluators and they got a very good front office there in Cleveland. And if you're pulling two guys, uh, you know, from there with Glenn Cook and uh, I always, uh, Quessy, uh, I, I'm not oh. going to try to pronounce it. Quasi Adolfo Mensa. Yeah, see, I've, at some point I will remember that because he just got interviewed today. But, I mean, those yes. are two guys. I mean, he, you talk about Quasi. I mean, he's a guy that, I mean, he was a Wall Street guy. I mean, he, he's somebody that didn't even have a football background up until uh, he was with San Francisco and he's kind of built yeah. his way up. So, I mean, that's an intriguing name. Omar Khan's another intriguing name because, you know, he comes from Pittsburgh where, I mean, Pittsburgh, yeah. when was the last time they had a general manager? When was the last time they even had to change a head coach? I mean, they have a, right. had a losing yeah. season, God knows how long. So those are the kind of names where I look at, and those are the kind of ones that I really like. I will also say the two from, uh, the two from Indianapolis, Morocco Brown, who has Bears ties. He's also been, and this is another thing I really like about him. He's been on the – the uh, the college side of things is a scout, and he's also been on the pro side of things. So I think that bodes pretty well. And then Ed Dodds is my main guy. Ed Dodds is one of those. He was with Seattle for a long time, obviously. I mean, we all know how well Seattle's done over the last 10 or 15 years. Mm. And Chris Ballard gets that GM job, and all of a sudden he goes, that's my right-hand man. That's the guy that I want. He poached him from Seattle. He's had him ever since. I think he's probably the most highly regarded of all these guys that, Wow, yeah, we, okay. we don't really have any way of knowing, but I think maybe that's what makes it a little bit more fun is because we don't really have a whole lot to go off of. We can't judge them as coordinators. We can't judge them as anything else. We just have to judge by what we read and what we hear. Well, you've made more sense to me than anybody else has so far, so <laughs> I, I do appreciate that. And it is a crapshoot. <laughs> like when, when the Bears hired Ryan Pace, he had a lot of the same similar credentials as probably a lot of these guys if we did like a complete mix of it all. Ryan Pace probably looked like a pretty damn good candidate coming from New Orleans, didn't he? He did. He was, you know, what's funny though about that. And I was actually going back and looking cause I made notes. Uh, uh, it, it was one of those situations where everybody in the world thought Chris Ballard was the guy like, you know, cause the bears have always had a tendency to go with somebody that they have ties to. Right. So everybody's thinking, Oh, well, Chris Ballard was in the organization right. for a while. Everybody, yeah. everybody loves Chris Ballard. Everybody. It doesn't matter. He, uh-huh. he traded a first round pick for Carson Wentz. Everybody still loves Chris Ballard. So, you know, everybody thought that he was getting the job. Ryan Pace was actually the last one interviewed. I don't think people remember that. They only had, I think they had five or six guys come in for that, uh, you know, come in for the overall interview list. It was a really small thing. They just pretty much wanted to wash the Phil Emery and Mark Tressman era out and get him in. Um, but he was actually one of the, I, I wouldn't say lower regarded, but I think a lot of people wondered if he was ready to go or not. So, I don't know that he's, again, it's kind of comparing apples to oranges, and again, we don't really know that much, but I don't know if he's as highly regarded then as some of the names that they're bringing in now. I mean, there's, again, there's just, there's so many, there's so many good names, and there hasn't been that many general manager openings lately, so it's kind of harder to decipher hype from, you know, what these guys are actually going to be, but really, there's one way to find out, and I think a lot of Bears fans are just glad that they're actually going to get to find out. Well, and it's difficult to figure out what the Bears, 
like what their criterion, what they're looking for, like whether it's this hire <laughs> or any of their past hirings. I mean, there's got to be some, obviously, there's some real stuff mixed in there. But one of the things that they seem to value above a lot of things is being a nice guy, is being a good guy. They That has been the pattern, whether it, for the most part, except for John Fox, since Ditka, all of them have been like perfect gentlemen. And you have Ryan Pace, who is a perfect gentleman, lovely man, with a lovely head coach, who is a perfect gentleman, who is Matt Nagy. So it seems to me that we do have to take that into consideration, that when all things are equal, they're looking for the the better man. Do you feel any of that? Do you, do you get what I'm saying? No, I, I 100% agree. And how did that work out for them so far? <laughs> you know, like that. <laughs> well, they, I know, but they don't. That's not unless they're going to change it up. Maybe, maybe they are. Maybe they're finally, you know what? Maybe we need to go for a six instead of the nines and tens that we've been going for on the personality scale. Maybe, a, maybe even a five if it's going to get us to the damn playoffs. Well, that's kind of that's where I think some of these names like Morocco Brown kind of fits that nice guy uh, mantra to me. But then you look at a guy like Ed Dawes, and I'm not going to repeat what he said on air because it would get everybody in trouble. Uh, but if you do have an opportunity to go back and see what he said after the uh, the loss, and oh, after really? it, I think it was I think it was actually after a loss in a playoff game. I think it was a few years ago. If you go back and see what he said to some of the people in the locker room, and it wasn't anything like crazy. That's the kind of guy that I want. You know, like that, that, I mean, he's uh, just look at the guy. I mean, he's kind of got that Dan Campbell thing going on. Like you just look at it. It's like, it's not somebody you want to mess with, you know, but right, I think that there's right. that kind of edge, you know, after a while, it's kind of like, yeah. you cannot continue to do the same thing over and over and over and fail and expect it to eventually work. You have to change things up. And I don't know, I, I you know, it's just, it's one of those things that they have such a, in my opinion, with all these candidates, they have such a good mix of, personalities and backgrounds and you know it's like half of you know half of the the candidates that they have so far on both sides are minority candidates as well which is outstanding because everything i've heard so far is the bears want to be involved in that mix i mean george mccaskey talked about it as well so it's I feel like they're hitting all of the right buttons going into the search itself now is really going to be the hard part of can they pick the right guy? I mean, and that, I yep. think that's where a lot of Bears fans are like, okay, well, as exciting as this could be, can they actually do the right thing? And I'm sorry, but I'm not going to listen to George when he says, trust me. And it's like, well, I, anytime we've trusted you in the past, it hasn't worked out very well. So it's going to be a wait and see mode, I think, for a lot of people. So that's the GMs. And we're talking to Aaron Lemming, CBS Sports' Bear Report and Windy City Gridiron. I'm Mark Grody on the score. What do you got cooking up for head coach? Head coach is interesting. Uh, there's no, yeah. that's the thing. I, you know, it, it's, it's not that I think that the overall pool is bad by any means, but there's not that home run hire this year. I know a lot of people are talking about Jim Harbaugh. I have to see it to believe it with him leaving Michigan. I really just, I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's going to happen, you know, and outside of that, it's like, what, what other hire is there that is, labeled as that home run hire. I mean, really the only 
the only established name that has, you know, been let go over the last few days is Brian Flores. And Brian Flores would probably make a lot of sense. You know, there's been a lot of interesting stuff come out about him. I I won't lie. I don't know how much of that I believe. Frankly, I, you know, it's kind of one of those things you got to take everything with a grain of salt. But yeah. as of right now, the Bears are the only one that have an interview lined up with him. I think he fits perfectly. I mean, I think the big thing with him is is you know, who's going to be his offensive coordinator. So I think that's one that makes sense. You know, obviously got some of the fun offensive names, Brian Dable, Byron Leftwich. I'm a little surprised that they haven't tried to interview or put in a, a request for Kellen Moore yet, uh, the offensive coordinator over there in Dallas. But then you got some of the veteran guys. I know a lot of people are tying Leslie Frazier to the Bears. And outside of the 85 connection, I just – he, I don't know. I, I don't know if I see it. I, I don't, you know, obviously his, his, his tenure in, in Minnesota was bad for a multitude of different reasons, but I just don't know. Again, it kind of goes back to that. Leslie Frazier is a great person. He's good. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, it, it's just, uh-huh. it kind of like you start looking at it and it's like, you know, and then you got Dan Quinn, uh, you know, as one of those guys too, Doug Peterson, which I don't, I could be wrong, but I don't think the bears are going to double dip into the Andy Retree again. I don't think that really yeah, makes sense. He won a Super Bowl. He won a Super Bowl. And that was what I was going to say though. Like, so he won a Super Bowl. So I think you absolutely have to bring him in. But the, the weird thing about that is, there's been there hasn't been one coach in NFL history that has won a Super Bowl with two different teams. Now there's been one coach that has won a NFL championship and then won a Super Bowl, which is Don Shula. Uh-huh. But there's uh-huh. never been an NFL coach in history that has ever won a Super Bowl with two different teams. So between wow. that and between the college <laughs> ranks, where really there's been four coaches since night that have been hired since 1990 from the college ranks, first time NFL guys that yeah. have gone to the Super Bowl, only two of those have won the Super Bowl, you're really kind of limiting yourself down to what they have. So You know, it's yeah, funny, I, man. These guys, like, they, they, these coaches, they they max out. You know what I mean? Like, they, they, hit the, they hit the jackpot. Doug Peterson wins a Super Bowl, and then it's all downhill because he doesn't have any tricks left in the bag. He used them all. Matt Nagy used all his tricks in 2018 where he had 12 wins. He'd literally using tricks at times, but it like it, that's where he just, he maxed out. It's like, it's like one hit wonders in, in the music world. Like they hit boom, there it is. And that's it. Good night, everybody. And, and they fool us. Well, that's a good point. I, th- I think the the thing with Doug Peterson that kind of gives me some pause too is, as soon as Frank Reich left, everything just kind of went downhill for him. And obviously, I mean, we kind of saw it again, you know, this last week, and you know, a little bit before that, Carson Wentz is just not a good quarterback. So, I mean, I think that's part of it. But it's just crazy how he can make the playoffs so many consecutive years, and then the first time that he doesn't make the playoffs, and things kind of go south, and all of a sudden he's out. Yeah, it's just. Like you said, though, I mean, the, the coaches have a as a whole too. They have a they have a longer shelf life, right? If you look at a lot of GM candidates right now, a lot of the guys being talked about throughout the week, regardless of what team's looking for a general manager, are all first time general managers. You don't usually see a lot of retreads versus the head coaches. I mean, you got you got Caldwell's out there, and this would be his third go around, which is another one of those. If you're looking for you know guys that usually fail, a third time head coach almost always fail and doesn't win a Super Bowl. So that's another thing. I mean, obviously, John Fox was an example of that. So there, are, it's funny because there are markers, historic markers, that show you what you should not do. But then you start looking at it, you know, offensive, defensive, and that's kind of been the, you know, the, the, the buzz lately and all the argument lately. 
where everybody's like, well, you know, the, the defensive guys are the ones that you should be going after because they're the better head coaches. But if you look at, again, if you go back and use the criteria of 1990 in terms of hires, the numbers are pretty decently even is really what it comes down to. So it's, it's just about finding the right guy. I mean, the reality of it is, you know, over the last 10 years in terms of coaches being hired versus coaches who won the Super Bowl, there's like 7% chance that anybody that you hire is going to win a Super Bowl. There's a much higher chance that these guys are going to be out in three or four years and not make it through the first contract. So again, I mean, much like the general manager search, it's going to be a roll of the dice. But I think most importantly for the Bears, and this is just my opinion, you have to get the general manager spot right, especially with what George McCaskey said when he said he is going to be the president of football ops. He's going to be the guy that runs all of the football ops side of things, and he's going to report directly to George. So if you get the football mind right at the very top, the boss of the football mind, then I think you can kind of figure everything else out, and I think that's going to be the key to all of this. You know, it's funny thinking about head coaches and how, the, as you were laying out, the come-and-go nature of them. I wonder if the NFL and that head coaching salary range will go down or even level off sort of the way Major League Baseball has with so many managers that are like had never managed in their lives, I wonder if there will be a devaluing down the road of head coaches in the NFL. There, I mean, there could be, but the problem is, is you know, it, you have that thought, and then you look at what's been going on in college football and the crazy money being thrown around there. It's just, it's that's kind of the thing with the NFL is it's its own beast. I mean, it absolutely could happen, but I mean, if you look at over the last 10 years in terms of, you know, in, in terms of like who's been fired and how many openings there's been every year, there's an average of seven per year. And it's crazy because what was it two or three weeks ago, Jay Glazer and a bunch of other people are talking about how this is going to be one of the dead hiring cycles. And all of a sudden we're looking at it as like, all right, well, we're already at eight and we may be at nine, depending on what goes on with Pete Carroll and Seattle. So it's like, yeah, it's just it seems like the the overall, you know, in terms of the openings, I mean, eight eight teams in a league, I mean, that's what basically what 20 20% of the league right there. So every single year 20 20% of the yeah. league is turning out their head coaches. It's crazy. Yeah, these jobs come open, folks. <laughs> don't don't give up. <laughs> exactly. So it it's just yeah, I don't know. It, what I will say though is it's it's a lot more fun. I'm sure you're probably feeling the same way. It's a lot more fun to start off the off season covering something like this and have to sit here and wait until mid March until free agency rolls around. Oh my god. Yeah, there's no draft to be excited about at this point for the Bears. So yeah, not not a not a whole lot of incentive when it comes to, to all of that. So well hopefully there, there soon will be a new GM. There soon will be a new head coach. And then we can get into the actual team. And I guess I will ask you one final question. And that is, do, do you still have faith in Justin Fields? And do you think that whomever comes in should be tied to Justin Fields if they want the gig? Yeah, I, I do. I, I do believe in Justin Fields still. Um, I mean, fairly, if you look at, I mean, Mac Jones is the only one that was good as a rookie. I know a lot of people are hyping up Davis Mills, but if you look at the, the you know, the really the, the overall analytics and advanced stats on that, there was a lot of smoke and mirrors going on right there. Um, but I mean, yeah, you look at Trevor Lawrence, uh, you know, Zach Wilson and, and Justin Fields were all in about the same boat in a lot of different categories. So 
I'm, I still have complete faith in him. I think the Bears' overall developmental plan and their, their plan as a whole with him this year was absolutely terrible, and I think that's one of the reasons Matt Nagy's out right now. Um, and then, two, yeah, I think at this point in time, I mean, was, I, I understand that the new regime isn't it, – it's not their draft pick, but at the same time, I think you have to you have to like Justin Fields in order to step into this job, right? Because, I mean, not to be negative, but <laughs> – there's not a whole lot to like outside of Justin Fields on this roster right now. I mean, there are, obviously there are pieces, but you're not talking about a situation where you're coming in with $70 million in cap and multiple first-round picks and a full draft's worth of picks. You know, we're, t- we're talking about a team that doesn't have a first-round pick, doesn't have a fourth-round pick. Yes, it looks like they have $40 million in cap space, but when they actually get to, you know, 51 guys on the roster going into the offseason, it's going to be closer to $30 million, and they got a lot of decisions to make. So I think that the only way that people are really going to be super interested in the job, again, there's only 32 jobs. Yes, eight may churn out a year, but there's a finite amount of jobs, so I think a lot of guys would take any job that they can get. But I do think, yeah, anybody who seriously interviews for this and anybody that they seriously consider – it's going to have to be with the idea that Justin Fields is a quarterback moving forward. And I still think there's a, there's a lot there. I think there's a big jump to be made next year, but I think that's all on ownership right now to figure out. Obviously, he can't be the sole focus because you can't put all of your eggs in one basket, but he needs to be the main focus for sure. I agree, and I appreciate your time, Aaron. Always learned something from you, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see where what it gets down to. And once we find out, we'll talk to you then. Does that sound good, man? Absolutely. I'm always, it's always a blast coming on with you. So anytime, anytime, hopefully soon. I, I don't know about you. I'm already getting impatient. Like this is the, you know, the, the interview oh, yeah. names has been cool. You know, the, the right. reveal of the names and you know, the, the interview, uh, you know, them basically saying, Oh yeah, we're done with this interview. That's fine. Who's the GM, you know, who's the head yeah. coach. I want to, <laughs> I want to see them build out the, the, the coaching staff at this point. I'm ready for that. So yeah, I'm sure we'll be talking soon. There'll be, there'll be a lot to talk about over the next few weeks. There will be. Have a good night, Aaron. Thanks, man. Yep, thank you. All right. Yep, that's Aaron Lemming, CBS Sports' Bear Report and Windy City Gridiron. You can follow him on Twitter, at Aaron Lemming NFL. It's two A's in Aaron, as you know, and just one M, as in Mark, in Lemming. Need to take a break. When we come back, we are going to hear from Reuben Brown, the former Chicago Bears guard, was on the Parkins and Spiegel show today on The Score. Brown is coming up next on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
from the launcher online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. No, I don't think you throw it out. I think you own it. Well, darn. Gotta own it. That's too bad. Bill's head, Bulls head coach, Billy Donovan, right there, talking about his team's decisive loss to the Nets last night. 138 to 112, a game in which the Bulls hung in there for a half. And then in the third quarter, the Nets showed you who the better team is for now by outscoring the Bulls 39-13 to in the third quarter. Mind you, the Bulls were down two at halftime, so you could see exactly where that game started to go and then ended up without stopping along the way in the third or fourth quarters as the, the Nets outshine the Chicago Bulls. Here's the big thing that, that came from that game from my standpoint. The Bulls cannot afford to, as talented as the Bulls are, this year, they still cannot afford to be the team that loses hustle points. They have to get those kind of points because they're not of the NBA elite yet. You know, I mean, they're they, they could win the East, but I still don't think of the Bulls as elite. So the easy baskets, the Nets last night, 19 fast break points, 14 second-chance points, and 23 free throws in the game. And that's 
those are the ones that you can't afford to to lose. And that was Billy Donovan's point that, as he put it, oh, here it is, he put it down as 56 points that Billy Donovan said they had to control, that they had to have control of. Doesn't mean you have to get that point. It just means that you have to be in control of that in that spot. Well, actually, it probably does mean you need to get the point out of it as well, but I think you get the larger point. The Bulls are still not a team. Like that's that that's surprising to me. Like against a team like the Nets, who are not exactly known for, you know, you don't think of a bunch of guys hustling out there when you think of the Nets, you think of big-time superstar veterans who do their thing the way they they do their thing out there. But they out-hustled the Bulls and that is what the Bulls cannot afford to do this year. Who knows how it's going to play out this year, and it it could be great and it could be heartbreaking. Who knows? But to to do it honestly, the Chicago Bulls still have to be the team that, on a lot of nights, uses its hustle, its aggressiveness, its alertness, it's, you know, having a chip on your shoulder, something to prove out there type of team, not like other teams that feel like they're they're made men out there. So that's what the Bulls cannot drop. And it'll be interesting. Golden State Bulls host Golden State tomorrow night at 630. Derek Jones Jr. going to miss four to six weeks with a bone bruise in his right knee. DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine remain atop the Eastern Conference guard category as far as the, the second round now. Yeah, two rounds worth of the all-star voting. So we're not going to have to be – this anguish point will not occur this year as it has the past two years in Bulls All-Starville, where Zach Levine, the one year, didn't get in, the Chicago year, and then last year after a healthy campaign, got into the All-Star game. So we'll get more into the Bulls probably tomorrow when I fill in for Dan Bernstein and Layla Rahimi with Gabriel Mirrors of B96. So much more Bulls talk coming up. But we have more Bears talk right around the corner. Ruben Brown, former Bears guard, is next on The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.